RVFTA's Campground of the Week is sponsored by Jayco. To view their complete line of RVs, visit jayco.com. And by Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts. To find a campground near you, visit campjellystone.com. America the Beautiful. There is adventure to be found around every corner. And there is no better way to explore it than by staying at one of our country's 14,000 campgrounds. Our team of correspondents will guide you to the best places to park your rig or pitch your tent. On each week's episode, we'll give a complete review of one campground, location, activities, amenities, best sites, and tons of other insider intel. Plus, we'll talk about regional highlights, food, culture, attractions, family fun, and all things great outdoors. From the East Coast to the West Coast, and from the Great Lakes to the Mississippi Delta, it's time to hit the open road with RVFTA's Campground of the Week. Our guest correspondents are David and Karen Tost. As a family of four who live and work in Silicon Valley, life can move pretty fast. Between work meetings, school activities, target runs, birthday parties, and other arbitrary errands, Karen and David started to feel like they were always en route to something and not really living in the moment. Two years ago, they decided it was time to slow down. Both Karen and David are second-generation RVers who grew up traveling in RVs when they were kids. They recalled great memories of family road trips and campsite adventures and wanted those same experiences for their own children. In January 2016, they invested in their own Winnebago Vista and began their family adventures. Welcome to the show, David and Karen. Thanks. Happy to be here. Hi. AKA the camping playlist. Yes, exactly. (laughs) They didn't even mention their own handle in their bio. They didn't even (laughs) plug plug themselves (laughs) in their bio. (laughs) All right. Well, Karen and David, we're so excited to have you on the show for the first time. And we can't wait to hear where you're going to take us in California. But first, we want to thank our sponsor, Yogi Bear's Jellystone Parks. They have everything your family needs to make long-lasting camping memories. Whether you're an RV enthusiast, enjoy the comforts of a cabin, or prefer tent camping, Jellystone Parks have first-rate accommodations, amenities, and activities like water zones and mini-golf and wagon rides, themed weekends, and, of course, appearances from Yogi Bear and friends. And with over 80 locations in the United States and Canada, you can have a quality camping experience that's also close to home. Go to CampJellystone.com to find a park near you. All right, David and Karen, what campground are you taking our listeners to today? We are taking you to the um, San Francisco North Petaluma KOA. And obviously it's near San Francisco, but sometimes KOAs can actually be a little bit far away from their their names. Where exactly is this in relation to this great city of San Francisco? Yeah, so it's about 35 miles outside of San Francisco, um, so about 35, 40 minutes or so from the Golden Gate Bridge. And it's it's in an area um, which is uh, essentially considered Sonoma County. Um, And it's, um, you know, right in the heart of Sonoma near wine country but also not too far off from the city life as well. So it's in a great location. All right. So you could do a wine country vacation here and then do an easy day trip into San Francisco. This is kind of a good base camp for that type of a trip. 
It definitely is. Within within a short drive from the RV park, you can get to Lagunitas Brewery. You can get to a winery. Um, you can get to a beach. There's a ton of, of things to do. Uh, in a really close proximity. All right. Well, Jeremy is very excited about this review because he's been pushing for that San Francisco trip. (laughs) It it almost happened this summer, and I think it's just gotten pushed into next summer. Now, is this a go-to for weekends for you guys in terms of, you know, you don't have to give us your home address, but is this like somewhere (laughs) that you guys go to for quick weekends? It is. So we went, the first, our first experience with this campground was last year on a holiday weekend. And we weren't as wild about it uh, or during our first trip because it was, um, we like to affectionately call it spring break for kids. It was, there was a DJ at the pool and there was kind of a lot going on. Um, so it wasn't necessarily the, the relaxing weekend that we were hoping for, but we recently went back on a non-holiday weekend and picked a spot a little bit further removed from the pool and, and all the activities. And it was fantastic. Um, so it is now quickly becoming a go-to spot for us. It's all about the campsite. It really is. And also the expectation. Like that Mm -hmm. first time, sometimes it's a little bit overwhelming when it's that kid-centric campground, but then you realize how much fun your kids have. (laughs) Exactly. I'm good for DJ. We have a few spots that that we we like to sprinkle in. And, you know, we have a few campsites that we'll go to that are a little more relaxing, but the kids do love, you know, the jump pillows and the playgrounds. And and so it's a good way to kind of break it up every so often. Absolutely. Now we know there's a huge range of KOAs and the, you know, the types of amenities that you're going to find at KOAs, but just kind of tell us a little bit like where this falls into the scheme of like from, you know, the journey where you just pull in for a quick overnight and the resort kind of KOA, where, how does this kind of lay out? Yeah, so so this one is 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 marketed as just a standard KOA. However, when you're there, I would say it probably veers a lot closer towards a, a KOA holiday or resort. Um, it's got a lot of activities, pool, petting zoo. Um, just there's constant activities going on through the weekend for the kids, whether it's hay rides or you know we were there for Easter weekend and they had a huge Easter egg hunt with 3000 eggs. And, you know, if, if, if our kids found the, the golden egg, they'd win a prize. And, and so it's definitely not a journey where, you know, you, you drive in for the night and you're leaving the next day. You know, this is a type of, of, uh, uh, uh of campsite where you want to stay for a few days. If, if, for example, if you weren't towing a car and you just, you know, plan to stay put for the weekend, you would be totally comfortable doing that. Yeah, the journeys typically don't have the DJ by the pool, and I think they, <laughs> I think they usually do a thousand Easter eggs and not not three thousand. KOA uh, right. has all that laid out in their catalog. <laughs> Absolutely. So, tell us about the size of this campground. Um, I know that for Californians, a lot of the time it's difficult for them to find campsites. Right? Like everybody is really crazy about saying, "Oh, the state parks and everything fill up so quickly." So, is this a really large campground? And do you think people can get a site here pretty easily? Yeah, you know, it, it depends definitely on the weekend. And, and I think, you know, folks are hitting it on the head with, you know, campsites are getting harder and harder to find here in California, especially as the, I, I think the RV lifestyle starts to grow and, and more people getting involved in it. Um, for a holiday weekend, I'd say you definitely want to make reservations, you know, I'd say at least a month or two in advance. Some holidays, obviously, you know, the Labor Days and the Fourth of July is probably fill up a little quicker. If you were showing up, you know, throughout the week on a Monday or Tuesday, you're, you're probably going to be okay. Um, I know for this one, it was Easter weekend and we booked 
I'd say maybe a month or so in advance. And I think as of a week prior, there were still some spots. All right. Well, that's good news. So, All right. <laughs> Describe the physical appearance. Paint a picture for us of what this looks like. So it is a pretty expansive um, campground. The spot that we stayed in, so they have, as you drive in, there are two or three loops that are very, um, there's, there are a lot of trees. There's a lot of grass. We um, really enjoyed staying at the end spots on those loops because they tend to be larger. There's tend more space for the kids to run around. A lot of space for a campfire. They The spots come with like a wooden swing and a little um, a couple of chairs and a table, uh, aside from the picnic table. So, um, it's, they're pretty spacious and and it feels, um, pretty rustic. The great thing I liked about these pull through end spots as well is we, we like to tow a toad with, with our RV and it was just so easy to just pull right through, not have to unhook in the parking lot. We were able to just drive right in and had plenty of space to pull in. KOA does make it easy. I mean, KOA at its best is making it easy for the traveler on the road. Definitely. Sounds All good. right. Now we know everything is expensive <laughs> where you live. <laughs> are the Welcome campsites really expensive too? They are. Um, you know, you know, we have a variety of different KOAs in the area and some are, are a bit more expensive than others, depending on, you know, the amenities that they have. And um, for this KOA, you're probably looking at anywhere between, you know, 80 to 90 a night for a more basic site to um, 125 for, um, you know, one of the end spots or, or one of their newly remodeled um, wide patio sites that they that they just recently added to the campground so i know folks are probably listening going what the heck but that's just you know california everything is expensive and it's not an uncommon um you know rate for for a koa with all the bells and whistles yeah i mean some of our listeners are gasping but it's just all based on where you live i mean that those prices are not shocking to us i mean if you go up to the bar harbor koa in maine and which is by the way on the ocean or you know on the ocean front you're going to see those same prices and also at the cape hatteras koa so, yeah, that's not surprising. Yeah, and the real to... estate is valuable. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. If the real estate's valuable, the prices are going to cost a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you mentioned that there were some really great pull-throughs and that you like that. But let's dive a little more into site details here. Um, it sounds like there's a wide range of different kinds of sites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, you can get the the basic water and electric sites. They, they have a few of those. A lot of their sites tend to be pulled through full hookups. Um, and those, you know, they can, you know, they're, they're pretty much all about, I'd say, 40 feet plus. Um, and then, they're, you know, they have a few back ends as well, as well as some tent sites as and, and a lot of cabins as well. I'd probably say they have 40 plus cabins that, that folks can rent as well. And a new area that they actually just, you know, since the last time we had been there, um, they there was an area of the campsite which was um, specified for tents and, and more, you know, dry camping. And they've since converted it to these new sites with these extra wide patios. Um, the caveat, though, is that they're not full hookup technically. Um, They're water and electric with what they call VIP septic service. So, and when you're gray or or black tanks fill up, you just, you know, put a call to the front desk and and they'll come out and actually pump out your tanks. KOA, man. I love you. VIP VIP septic. It seems like a honey wagon. It's a honey wagon. It seems like an oxymoron, but it's it's not. It's red glove. It's what do they call red glove uh, septic. 
septic <laughs> service. Do they do they deliver drinks when they come do the septic? No, yeah, but they should. We might suggest it. Yeah, suggest little add-ons <laughs> to that feature, you know, bump it up a little bit. All right, so tell us a little bit more about the amenities that are here. So there is um, there's the jump pillow that KOA is famous for. There's a great store, um, really nice pool area. Uh, the playground is fantastic. Uh, the the times that we were there, they were having you know they do just such a great job for the kids. They, our kids just love being there. Um, they do dance parties and and games and things like that. So it's just um, we find ourselves really enjoying all of it when we're there. I know they also, um, I, I think they offer some tours as well. So if you are going in just your RV and you don't have a, you know, a tow vehicle, um, I know they do offer some tours to San Francisco and I'm not certain about Napa, but I know San Francisco for sure. I think they do Petaluma wineries too. Yep. Which is always best or better to have somebody else drive you around to the wineries anyway. Yeah, <laughs> now, Karen and David, I'm detecting a little bit of something coming from you guys here. I think that I'm hearing that maybe your kids' favorite type of campground is possibly different than your favorite type of <laughs> campground for the, for the two of you. Jeremy, yes. It seems like you guys maybe are, if you had your way, you want the quiet state park experience. Am I reading you right? So Quiet State Park is good. Near a beach is even better. Um, and near a winery is best. Better, <laughs> <laughs> best. I love it, Karen. Now, but speaking of wine, you had in your notes that they actually have a really nicely stocked um, camp store here. They do. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, they had, you know, good beer and wine selections. And then, you know, I mean, they've got, again, for the kids, they've got a Slurpee machine. Our kids' heads about popped off every time we went there. Um, but yeah, I mean, just really, you know, for those things that you forget that you don't want to drive out and get the, um, the camp store was pretty well stocked now. Um, and a petting zoo, a petting zoo. Yeah. So they had, uh, I recall chickens, goats, and bunnies. Yes, there was definitely bunnies. Um, but yeah, it's a petting zoo Hey, in I the pet, middle of the KOA. <laughs> I pet the bunnies. I sit yeah. there and pet bunnies David, all weekend. Do you that have, would relax Do you me. have a particular affinity for bunnies? You seem to really <laughs> want to jump in there. He remembers those Who bunnies. Who doesn't love bunnies? Come it on. was, in David's defense, it was Easter weekend when we were there. So we were thinking, is that the Easter bunny? We were telling our kids, is that the Easter bunny in, in the petting zoo? So... Yeah, authenticity there, right there. How about Wi-Fi and cell service there? I mean, this is Silicon Valley, right? So we better have good Wi-Fi. Or or maybe, or (laughs) Or maybe you guys just want to disconnect. (laughs) It was surprisingly good. Um, So the cell service was, you know, uh, great, and then the Wi-Fi was, you know, also pretty. You know, there was pretty good coverage, um, good cable. Um, it yeah, was, yeah, good channels. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do know if you leave the campsite and you want to go explore through, you know, Sonoma or Bodega, it can, you can get into some more rural parts where I know cell coverage could be a little spotty and you'd have no service, but at the site itself, uh, it was great. Now, usually hand in hand with all of these, um, amenities and activities come some good customer service that just helps keep everything running smoothly. Did you find that here? Were you really happy with that aspect of things? were, you know, everybody that, um, that we encountered upon check-in and in the store and all of that were great. And then, uh, at one point during the weekend, when we were there just recently, 
there was a power outage in the area and the staff was really communicative in coming around and, and letting everybody know and, and really responsive to questions and concerns. So, um, yeah, the customer service was great. Now I'm looking at, you know, your notes that you sent us ahead of time about your insider details. And I'm having a feeling like we already got that out of you um, before because you were talking about where you stayed the first time and where you stayed the second time, you know, and you really had a better experience that second time. Like transformative experience um, (laughs) from one time to the other. The first time we went, um, it was, you know, I mean, we had a great time. Again, it was a, a trip for the kids. Um, but the second I wasn't, David had to kind of sell me a little bit on going back, but this second time, uh, this most recent visit was wonderful. And now I'm, now I'm selling him on going back. This is reminding me of when Stephanie and I went to the Brattleboro North KOA in Vermont. The first time, um, we were not happy. We didn't get a site we liked. Um, well, and the site was right on the playground. Like, I think that this is, you know, part of Karen's like it's the site thing. And the second time we got a site that was a little bit on the outer rim and it was a wonderful, peaceful, nice campground experience. Yes. The site makes all the difference. I mean, you might really not enjoy a stay if you don't have the right site. It's true. It can change the whole tone of the weekend. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it makes all the difference in the world. All right. So nobody's perfect. And we know that you might be able to find something at this campground that's just going to make your next day. I'm sure you're going back. It sounds like your next day even better. So what is it? What would you like to see them sort of invest in at this campground? Yeah, you know, and I think the bathrooms, you know, they were clean. They 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 weren't dirty, but I th- and and I think there might have been some updates recently over the last few years. But I think when you're paying, you know, upwards of of a hundred dollars, you know, I think uh, maybe a more modern bathroom um, would have been better. And I think from the perspective of those patio sites, right, is if you're going to be paying one hundred twenty five, it would have been nice to to have full hookups versus septic. But other than that, it was a you know it was a great great campsite and uh, we can't wait to go back i want to go i want to go bad all right bef- let us know when you come <laughs> we will we <laughs> will he's honestly been angling this this the, for i want to i want to fly into san francisco rent something from outdoorsy and do san francisco and yosemite and all that stuff so we're going to come back in a second and you guys are going to share some regional highlights with us but before we do that we have a sponsored message from our friends at jaco since 1968 jaco has been providing a way for generations of families to create lasting memories together and today jaco offers everything from camping trips to Class A motorhomes, complete with more standard features and a longer, stronger two-year limited warranty. Jayco gives you the value you're looking for and the peace of mind you deserve. Lots of family fun is to be had around a campfire with a Jayco nearby. For more information, visit your local Jayco dealer or Jayco.com. Jayco, generations of family fun. All right, everybody. We are back here with David and Karen Tost, a.k.a. The Camping Playlist, and they're giving us a great review of the San Francisco Petaluma KOA, and now they're going to share some great regional highlights and there's a, I imagine there's just an awful lot to do around here so get us started guys what should we be looking to do so uh, I think um, you may notice a trend with us but we like to eat and drink when we're away and so um, this campground makes it easy so one of the things that we did while we were there was there's the Lagunitas brewery which is just about a mile and a half from the uh, from the campground Um we they have a great outdoor seating area they have live music on the weekends and it's a place where you know the grown-ups can go and enjoy an adult beverage the kids can enjoy some fun outside um listening to music 
So that was one of our favorites. Um, and I know, you know, if you're if you're in the craft beer and IPAs, you know, Lagunitas is is kind of the mecca for that. And you know, you could tour their brewery as well. And it was just a really actually family friendly place. There was kids running around everywhere, bands playing, um, good food. Um, it was great. That's so interesting because normally, of course, everybody's focused on wine, right, for this region. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting to hear about the uh, the craft brewery. Yeah, and we we ended up in another place actually in downtown Petaluma, which is a which has a really cute downtown area, which was a little I, I didn't know. I'm a California native, and I who knew? So, um, but there was a a little place called Brewster's Beer Garden, which again, this seems to be a theme that we've noticed is these outdoor kind of beer garden areas where the adults can enjoy their a meal and a drink, and then the, there's like sort of a a space for the kids to play. So these become these really kind of family friendly, um, areas, which have been awesome. And then, you know, you're always, as we mentioned earlier, you're about 35 minutes away from Napa, uh, wine country. So there's, you know, and any number of things that you can do up there. I love that these activities pair so nicely with the KOI, right? I mean, you guys are looking to have a relaxing time camping, mm-hmm. but you want your kids to have fun, and then you can extend that out into the uh, the region as well. Well, staying with the theme of how you can kind of do this in a way that is family-friendly, right, for everybody, what is there, you know, is there anywhere in Napa that you can go where it's that same sort of brewery experience where the parents can enjoy a glass of wine and the kids can kind of feel comfortable and you don't feel like you're disturbing everybody's peace? Well, there is one place. It was at Fisatui, I think. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's in Napa. And that, you know, a lot of the, the wineries there probably aren't the best fit to take your kids. You know, everyone's, you know, taking sips of wine and spitting it out in buckets. And, you know, the kids get bored and, the, you know, they just wanted to have some fun. Where Fisatui was, was more of a... Um, it was a deli slash winery, and it had a, a picnic area where kids could run around, and you could do wine tasting there as well, and the food was great. And so that was one of the spots where I know um, I think would be great for kids. All right. So now, listen, we're going to have to have you on to do an entire episode on San Francisco, okay? <laughs> we don't want to pretend like we can like get all of San Francisco you know, recommendations in yeah. a few minutes, but do you think you could give us some of the highlights like of what you would say to people you cannot miss this i think that you know if you're staying at this at this particular campground um going to see the golden gate bridge especially if you're not from the area is kind of a must and and near the golden gate bridge is an area called the marin headlands which give you some of the most spectacular iconic views um of of the city skyline if you're if you're near San Francisco, also we are we're big fans of uh, Hate Street, Hate Nashbury. Um, it's just sort of you know if you're there, you kind of have to do it. Um, and then you know if, if you go in the other direction, a little bit north of the campground, there's Bodega Bay, which is where Alfred Hitchcock filmed um, the movie The Birds. Uh, which our kids may have reenacted a scene of because we're kind of nerdy. But um, by the way, I'm a film. I teach film at my school, and we do eight Hitchcock movies. So you just okay. you just made my entire month. He was just there like so back. <laughs> um, so so yes, there's Bodega Bay, which is super quaint, and in that in that kind of area of coastline, there are a lot of really um, you know easily accessible beaches and things like that so i mean there's just it's sort of if you want the city life you drive 30 minutes in one direction 
And if you want the kind of slower paced beach life, you drive 30 minutes in the other direction. Does Bodega Bay look kind of like it did in the movie or has it changed a lot? It's pretty, I mean, I would say that there is definitely still a similarity. It's more modernized for sure, but, um, but it's still so small and quaint that I I, I do feel it still kind of holds true to the movie. And, you know, the, the the how the the school is still there and you can still see the top of the church in the background and and yeah it still holds true and which scene do your kids recreate the the running and screaming from the schoolhouse scene yeah well yeah they Absolutely. they run and scream in many places but for this particular instance they ran and screamed in front of the school <laughs> practice makes perfect very, right very, yeah, very, they've been rehearsing for this for years well cultured kids that's what I would call them um, and one other there's one other cool place that we actually haven't visited but have heard a lot about um and it's a place called safari west and it's in santa rosa which is a town which is a town nearby um, petaluma and it's like it's like a safari experience right in the middle of northern california so they have cheetahs and zebras and giraffes and things like that so that is on our list of things to do in a visit to come All right. Well, like I said, I'm sure that you guys have lots to tell us about this area, and we really appreciate you coming on and uh, doing your first campground review with us. Yeah, it's been fun. And I very much hope not your last. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So everybody, tell, tell everybody where they can find you on the internet and on social media. So we are on Instagram at The Camping Playlist. We are on Spotify at The Camping Playlist. We are on Facebook at The Camping Playlist. Um, And then we also are guest contributors on the Winnebago Go Life blog. Which is a great blog, by the way, if our listeners have not checked that out. And also you guys had a a terrific piece in Rova. And what was that? Maybe two issues ago? I don't remember yeah, the exact issue. Yeah, about two issues ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so check that yeah. out, too. Or if you have some copies of Rova lying around, you might grab that and take a look. They're everywhere, folks. Okay. And also remember that you can check out our other podcast, RV Family Travel Atlas, which new episodes come out every Thursday. We want to thank our sponsors, Jellystone Camp Resorts and Jayco. And if you enjoyed this podcast, we would really appreciate you heading on over to iTunes and leaving us a nice review. And a huge thank you to David and Karen for knocking it out of the park on their first Campground of the Week episode. We'll see you at the campground. Thanks, guys.